Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to season two of the More Jody podcast. I'm the girl who says what everyone is thinking, unapologetically myself all the time. Trust me, I was born this way and it really can't be stopped. This season, I'm sharing powerful conversations and we go deep right off the hop. Sometimes I'm even thrown off by it. Nothing is off the table. The goal of this podcast is that you will laugh, cry, and realize that you're not alone in your struggles, your challenges, your hopes, your dreams. But I have a warning for you. These conversations will make you want to do more, dig deeper, get honest and curious with yourself, and live braver, bolder lives. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in today. So I'm going to be doing some little snippets like this in January, each about like 15 to 20 minutes long, all about wellness and living your best life in all honesty. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's just a really quick listen, encouraging you to take real ownership over your outcomes in your life and your experiences. What would change for you if you did that? So thanks for tuning in. I hope this challenges your thinking. Hey, 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 friends. Welcome back to the More Jody podcast. January 5th, 2022. Talk about being in the future. Hey, it's pretty crazy. Um, but if you know me, you know that I love change. I love growth. I love encouragement. I love January. Not because of the weather, because even on Vancouver Island, we're just under heaps of snow right now, which is ludicrous. And it's not why I moved here. So as much as I'm thankful, it's not minus 31. I am sad that we have so much snow, but I wanted to spend a bit of time with you. I wanted to do a wellness series in January, um, helping you guys dig in, helping you think and ask yourself hard questions. And for myself too, I go through this whole practice in January. I have a whole project Jody I'm working on this spring, and I'm really excited about it because I turned 40 in May. What is even happening? Um, So yeah, so this episode today is about evaluation, realization, and intention. So let's get started. I have read, listened to, I guess, on Audible in the last few months, two books that have been exceptional. One was, I'm going to swear a little bit in this episode. So mom and Vanessa, I know you're listening. And, but the last two years have been really worthy of a good F word. It's just been the way it is. So I turned my nose up at the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck a couple years ago when I saw it at the library. I was like, oh, it's gross. And then recently my Audible told me to look at this book. So I decided to listen to the preview. It is by far one of the best books content-wise that I've listened to in a long time. Also, Mark Manson hits you with so much comedy that it is just, it's literally the funniest self-help book I've ever listened to. It's very, very funny. So that book has really helped me to not give so many fucks about so many things. And that's really helped me a lot in 2021. And the next book is What I Know For Sure by Oprah Winfrey. So these are two books I would highly recommend. If you can't handle any crass talk, don't get Mark's book because there is a fair amount of it in there. Um, But Mark Manson says, there is a simple realization from which all personal improvement and growth emerges. This is the realization that we individually are responsible for everything in our lives, no matter what the external circumstances. We don't always control what happens to us, but we always control how we interpret what happens to us as well as how we respond. And if you look at everything happening in our lives, it's never been more important than it is today to protect your mindset. And 
just everything that you take in social media, the news, like there's so much garbage out there. And so I really took control of that probably halfway through 2021. And it had a large impact. I can have the, the whole country can be crumbling around me and I'm not taking in any of the media. I'm not even paying attention to it. So until yesterday, I really didn't even know Ontario was going into another lockdown. And guess what? I was no better off after I found out about it and I was no worse off before I knew. So you don't have to be completely disconnected from the world, but certainly do not be watching CNN on repeat because that's not, it's just bought and it's not helping you at all. So that those quotes about ownership, like Mark's quote there is really talking about ownership. If you look in your life at all of the things that are happening to you, and if you decided to just own them, like they were your own responsibility to handle as well, it would totally change your life. So Mark is saying that you can't control everything that happens, but you can control how you interpret it, how you let it into your life and what you do with that information. And so it's like that with everything. And I think so often though, is that we don't live very intentional lives. So Oprah, Oprah says in her book, what I know for sure is what I know for sure is that whatever your situation right now, you have played a major role in creating it with every experience you build your life thought by thought, choice by choice. Beneath each of those thoughts and choices lies your deepest intention. And that's why before I make any decision, I ask myself this critical question. What is my real intention? Imagine you lived like this. Imagine you asked yourself, what is my real intention before you made every decision? Imagine how that would change your life. You would start to see what relationships no longer align with you instead of just complaining about them. This is like actually one of my huge pet peeves. And I don't know if I see it or if everyone sees this, but you know, when you see someone complaining about something that you know they haven't communicated to the other person, I know I've done that because Heidi and Amanda have told me that before, even with my own husband, where they're like, have you told him this? I'm like, no, I just spent the time being mad at him. (laughs) And so, so often we don't, we just can't see what we're doing. And if you don't have close friends to tell you or a therapist or, you know, someone who can speak truth into your life, a lot of this gets missed. And so I think a lot of times we complain about stuff we have not taken action on. And then I literally say, we don't deserve to complain about that. If we're not willing to deal with it or not willing to make a choice that corrects it, that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. So yeah, you can start to move from relationships that no longer align with you. You can make a change in your career. You can parent differently because it aligns. It doesn't align with who you want to be as a parent. Like you get to make these choices. And these are just a few examples, but living in alignment with your values means that you first need to know what you value. You need to know what matters to you. And as Mark Manson would say, if you don't know what matters to you, you don't know what you need to give a fuck about. And so once you start to realize like, what truly matters. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe you're working really hard and you're building your career or whatever, but then the other things that don't align with you and that don't really have a high level of value with you, you cast those things aside because you're making the intentional choice to choose to keep in your life, what you value. And so we need to know what we want and what we're willing to settle for. We need to know what our boundaries are. How often do you hear people complaining about things that they've done nothing to fix, nothing to work on? It's pretty common. So ask yourself, where am I doing that? Where am I complaining about something, but I'm unwilling to do the work to fix it? 
So one of my biggest pet peeves, and I think I'm actually like really judgmental about this. I told Jonathan the other day, I said, people living completely unintentional lives, just going from one moment to the next. And I'm sure a lot of those people would tell me that they're judging me. So that's, it's like potato, potato. Um, but what I know for sure is that to me, this is the easy way out. My dad always says not having a plan is planning to fail. But what I know for sure is that the easy way out is always what the devil tells you is a good idea. Everything that seems like the easy way out is it's the lie. An easy life isn't what we should seek. And so, and you shouldn't trust it. Don't trust any easy buttons. I'm not sure if I'm telling you that I judge this as accountability or as a confession, but I think it truly makes me sad when people aren't intentional about their one big, beautiful life. You have one life. That is it. You have one body and that is your temple. And how do you care for it? And like, I mean, I'm super, you you would have seen me last month, just shoving stuff in my gullet with no regard for my body. And, but it led me to be like, I need a reset. We all need a reset. And so we can't act like life is happening to us. It's happening for us. And life is what you make of it. So make something of it. So I want every, I know one of my high values is I want every experience in my life to bring me closer to God or closer to my family or closer to the truest version of myself, unapologetically Jody. And every day I have these moments. I had a moment today. I was sitting on the toilet. I'm usually peeing when this happens. And I didn't want to have a hard conversation with somebody at the office. And I thought to myself, no, don't, don't take the easy way out. The easy way out lies to you. So think about the time when you need to have a conversation, a hard conversation, you don't have it. Well, then tomorrow it is like, these little things are like gnats in the back of your brain. They're always like, maybe that's a squirrel, but there's something at the back of your brain now being like, it's unresolved. It's unresolved. So resolve the thing, do the hard thing at the time and get it out of your head. Right. And so that's where it's like, so often we want to take the easy way out. So sometimes on the toilet, you have to remind yourself, you can do this. It's not that hard. And it's far worse to let it go and have it lurk in the back of your brain. Cause that's going to steal your energy. It's going to steal your focus. And you'll probably be more nervous because there's just way more buildup. I can push growth. I can challenge the status quo but I want to try new things. So I know I can do new things. I want to fail because I know then where I need to grow and you need to do these things too. So multifaceted growth is slow and deliberate. It's about slowly building on what you've already cultivated in your life in the past year. And this is why random drastic resolutions don't work. We need to add levels and layers of habit and success on top of old layers. Our old layers are our confidence. So now we're going to add new levels. So this is why I'm not really for New Year's resolutions. The only thing I love, like I said about New Year's, is the newness of it all. I love that people have literally grown tired, full, and fat, and this has made them want to look at things afresh and start over. It's a redo. It's a clean house after Christmas. It's veggies instead of chips. It's a walk outside instead of Bailey's and coffee with a friend. It's, it's just a redo. It's looking back at the last year to see what you, how you have upgraded your problems. So Mark Manson is always saying, you always are going to have problems. You're just continually upgrading your problems. So what does that look like? So look at the problems you had last year in 2021 or the year before, and how have you grown past that? 
take a minute. My husband was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened this year. And then I'm like, okay, let's do this. And I sat with him and we, we lit thing by thing, went through all the great things that happened in our life, our finances, our jobs this last year. And all of a sudden he's like, wow, a lot of really good growth happened. But if you see everyone's social media, everyone's like, ah, burn down 2021. And I mean, I felt the same way until I sat there and took stock of everything that happened in 2021. And then I was like pumped. I'm like, we went through so much. No, we had COVID and we survived. And the mystery is gone around COVID. Like that was a huge thing. That was awesome. You know? So it's like, we have to take stock. We have to be deliberate and we have to look at what we've gone through. We have to look at how we've come risen above and how we've survived and thrived. And I think once you look at that and then you combine that with what you value and what you're committed to and you're creating in your family, in your work, in your relationships, all of a sudden it's a really, it can be a really positive thing. And yet for some people, it still was a really bad year because really bad years do happen. But I know for me, there was a lot of good stuff that happened this year. So this episode is count your blessings and take stock. That's the first thing you need to do in January is look at the last year and like really sit with it. Like even commit to sitting down for a half an hour and writing down bullets of all the good things that happened this last year. And our minds focus on the negative and that is part of survival. There's a reason that our brains do that. And so yeah, episode one or thing to do first thing for the year is take stock of what happened last year take stock of all the good things, count your blessings and, and think about what you value and where you want to put your values this year. Our second episode is going to be on clearing the cobwebs, how your physical environment literally impacts your mental state. And our third episode three is prioritize what you focus on expands this month. So before you make a plan for next year, I think it's important to cultivate thankfulness and see the ways that you're resilient. All of us learned to roll more with the punches than we even knew we ever needed. I feel like I can control my mindset and protect it in a way I could not do prior to the summer of 2021. And when stuff in 2021 was just exploding with media and like, I don't know, just so many threats and scary things, I, I couldn't even, and I, I fell into a very deep well, I don't know how deep it was because I haven't really been that depressed before, but for me, a very deep depression was how I felt for like a solid month. And it was horrible. And I cried all the time and it was really brutal. And it was because I had let so many things into my mind and my heart. Um, cold water therapy has taught me to really breathe deep through anything I'm struggling with. So it's that, that really deep in really deep out. And it's a really meditative breathing. And the cold water therapy has really helped me do that because when you get in that water, you can't do anything except, <sighs> or you're deep breathing. I'm less afraid of death than I've ever been because I feel like it is the single focus of society and it is driving me bonkers. And so I feel it's, it's continually pumped by the media, but now I rebel against anyone trying to scare me and trying to, um, make me feel like something's going to take me down because in all reality, I still have really good chances of being in a car crash or a different way of dying, but the world is telling you you're going to die from COVID-19 and people are really believing this and it's very unhealthy. 
Um, you don't need to follow every rule or do everything you're told. You can ebb and flow. You can think critically and decide what is best for you and your family. That's actually awesome because it grows your brain and your faith in yourself. And you can challenge things and you can ask hard questions and you can pick and choose who you let into your life with a lot of these conversations as well. And it doesn't just need to be everybody. So now I want you to look at where are you strong now? Where are you stronger in 2022 than you were two years ago even? Where are you stronger? So you want to write down what you're thankful for. You want to write down what challenges you had, how you're more resilient, and then how are you stronger? What causes you to stumble and fall? So where are you strong? Where do you stumble and fall? Because I know for me, I'm really good until I'm unprepared and I'm strong if I can keep all of my priorities top of mind, which is why January is a really good month for me. But February, I can start to lose that um, my priorities. So as soon as I get distracted and don't plan, that's when I fail. So mindlessness is my kryptonite. So I can see with open eyes where I'm weak and I can continually step into my weaknesses because they get stronger. It's like the more you lift your weights, the more you do the hard things, the more you have the hard conversations, the stronger you are. And so you need to know your weak points and where you will stumble. And the key to surviving is continually learning, right? So evaluating, learning, and being honest. What did you learn this year? What did you learn from 2021? And how have you grown in these two last challenging years? Because it is an honor that you keep surviving. And every time, whether you like it or not, you're a little bit stronger. Everything is about your mindset. You control the pen. You write the story. So another quote from Mark Manson's book. There is a subtle art to not giving a fuck. And though the concept may sound ridiculous and I may sound like an asshole, what I'm talking about here is essentially learning how to focus and prioritize your thoughts effectively, how to pick and choose what matters to you and what does not matter to you based on finely honed personal values. This is incredibly difficult. It takes a lifetime of practice and discipline to achieve, and you will regularly fail, but it is perhaps the most worthy struggle one can undertake in one's life. It is perhaps the only struggle in one's life. So that's the sort of thing I want you kind of to focus on. What are your true values? What really matters to you? And I feel like before you know that, you have to be thankful and you have to take stock and break it all down. And I always recommend a Google Doc or a great pad of paper, but I know you don't have to have a big plan for your year, but awareness is a really essential life skill and living in awareness and always, you know, overcoming is very important. So last but not least, how do you climb up out of hard times and situations? I love to focus on vision, but if that overwhelms you, you could just focus on your next best step in your relationships, your job, and what you consider to be success and in your family. I know for me that um, obviously this is something I really enjoy planning and breaking down. That's just sort of my jam, but I definitely think that um, when you take the time to be mindful, it just makes you feel so good because it makes you feel proud. It makes you feel happy. It gives you joy. So one last quote from Oprah. Oh, Oprah, she's such a good girl. We can have faith that if we take one step more than we think we are capable of, if we draw on the incredible resolve every human being possesses, we will learn some of the most powerful lessons life has to offer. What I know for sure is that there is no strength without challenge, adversity, resistance, and often pain. 
Hey, More Jody listeners. First of all, thank you for spending your time with me today and being here. I love what I am doing. I can't believe how much fun I'm having sharing these stories with you guys. So please like, subscribe, rate, review, share this podcast with one of your friends that you think really needs to hear it. And don't hesitate to send me a message and let me know what you'd like to hear more of on this podcast. Have an awesome day and choose to make the world a better place.